another disclaimer that we're going to be talking about topics that are a little bit intense. Uh, so this is your trigger warning. We're going to be talking about trauma. Another thing is Tati and I are not uh, trained professionals for mental health. We're just two people talking about our own experience with trauma and healing. So keep that in mind. But without further ado, here's an episode of The Whole Mixtapes. Yeah, let's just jump in and see what happens and ignore the rainbow crystals that are on my face. Uh, <laughs> Loving it, by the way. Thank you. It's like a vibe, uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> with that, welcome to the Holding Space, Tati. I'm here with one of my friends that I've known since we were we tots, uh, and that's not a pun on her name. Uh, <laughs> Tati, how would you describe yourself, or introduce yourself, rather, to someone who may not know you now that you're in the Holding Space? Hello, everyone. I'm Tati. Um, I'm 24. I am a Black youth development counselor, uh, creator, artist, um, friends, and unofficial therapist, you know, all those things. Uh, 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 that's, uh, <laughs> that's the one that we're trying to, to work against. But we yes. are here uh, very much on brand because we are here to talk about healing from trauma, um, our own collective trauma, societal trauma, and the trauma of others that they inflict onto us. Uh, all a huge umbrella, but really focusing on healing. Um, and with that, I want to ask you where you're coming into the space from with this topic. What is your uh, opening thoughts? Um, so it's a very heavy topic. Um, and I just want to enter the conversation with an open mind. And, um, you know, I did some meditation this morning, some stretches, um, just knowing that we were going into this conversation, some breath work. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling ready. I'm prepared. Um, and also ready and prepared for the things that may come up. Because again, it is a heavy topic. Yeah, I genuinely want to uh, be forward with the fact that I, I have no clue what we'll actually touch, but I know that whatever we touch is important and it's such a vast and wide topic that we we will definitely speak to something that uh, holds power for us. Yes. But before we get into uh, the conversation any further, let's take our call-in moment from a listener. Hi, so I have a question. Um, how do we deal with trauma and not blame ourselves for it? Wow, uh, that was a really good question. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it, Tati. So what are your thoughts? Um, I think when it comes to trauma in general, um, you know, of course, most people tend to blame themselves. You know, it's sort of like, how did I end up putting myself in this predicament? How did I get mm. here? How can I get out of it? Um, how can I stop it from replaying in my mind? Um, you know, things like that. And I think although trauma isn't your fault, I think the first step is, you know, um, we're always working against our minds, overthinking and consuming too much. And, you know, it it's, it's a lot going on up here. So I think uh, forgiving yourself for whatever it may be. And trauma is never the person who's experiencing it. It's never their fault. And I think, it's hard to grasp that concept. So for me, I think what works is forgiving myself. And mm -hmm. I think it's so important because, you know, we preach, oh, forgive and forget and forgive this person and this person. But I think the most important person in your life is yourself. 
So it all begins with forgiving yourself. So whatever it may be, well, I got myself in, if your thought process is, okay, I got myself into this situation. And as a result, I've experienced trauma and um, just forgive yourself. It's not your fault. Um, And I think that's the root of it. Forgive so you can move forward. You know, that's when we speak on other people. Again, it's forgive so you can move forward and rekindle your relationship and things like that. And, you know, relationship with self is very important. So um, I think I think that's a major thing. That's what's coming to mind right now. I think it's really important to be able to forgive yourself. And I think for me, there is an acknowledgement that a lot of the things that I went through because I experienced some manipulation and abuse in my life, I have to know that I didn't know what I know now. And I have to acknowledge that I did not anticipate for someone to hurt me in the ways that I was hurt. And that part was out of my control. And so this guilt that I inflict onto myself about the choices that led me to whatever situation I was in where someone was able to harm me, that doesn't necessarily mean that that was why it happened, right? I feel like a lot of times we start blaming ourselves in a way that's like, well, if I didn't do this, then I wouldn't have been in this situation and this person would have never had access Mm -hmm. to me in this way. And then a trauma response usually ends up being, well, then I won't let people get close enough to me in that way so that I'm not vulnerable to those kinds of attacks. But the implication there is that you were attacked because you were vulnerable, which that is not the case. I think that's the situation. That's the notion that I had to let die within myself to acknowledge that I wasn't deserving of that trauma and I am deserving of healing was that people did not hurt me because I was vulnerable. I was vulnerable and people chose to be harmful and I just happened to be the person that they harmed. And it's also a lot worse sometimes for some people, it is very upsetting to think of your pain as not personal when it feels so personal. But honestly, I I don't know. I am just the person who was born in my household. If mm-hmm. someone else was born in my household, they would have been traumatized in the way that I was. I just happened to be the person who dated someone who was hyper manipulative and abusive. But if someone else dated that person, they would have been hyper manipulated mm-hmm. and abused. And it wasn't about who I am. <clears throat> it I just happened to be the person who it inflicted. And there's no justification yes. for that. But how do you feel about that? Because I think one of my issues is like when people conflate the outcomes to trauma with the justifications or benefits so how do you feel about when people are like oh well you went through this trauma and it made you a a better person you went through this really scarring experience as a child but that's why you're so loving and thoughtful i hate (laughs) that concept i hate it i hate the whole um you need to face adversity in order to be strong. You need to face trauma and pain and hurt in order to become a great person. In order to get where you are, you, um, perfect example, you know, every celebrity wants like a story that they came from hardship and they've <laughs> elevated and now they're living lavish and lovely and all these no. other things. And it's like, no, like no. you do not have to hurt in order to you it's uh it just goes back into 
into like our history as black folks and um our history with this country it um you know our our elders and our uh, ancestors always spoke about you know like well this is what we went through so you know um we went through the worst of the worst so we can get through anything like no we shouldn't have to continue to go through the worst of the worst in order to like there are other ways to build skills there are other ways to become a loving person like mm -hmm. growing up in a nurturing household a loving household a an abundant household that is gonna you're gonna become a nurturing person you're gonna become a loving person you're gonna become an abundant person like there is no there there probably is it's written somewhere but there should be no uh there it doesn't it, you don't have you shouldn't have to experience pain in order to live a plentiful life like that's how I feel about it and I feel like yeah. um you know some people do experience that pain and that trauma and that adversity and they don't come back from it so mm. for the people who live by the, that concept like like what is your reasoning for that like yeah. how do you justify that what do you okay so you know these this person faced all this stuff and they came out stronger no yeah. They did not come out stronger. Yeah. So what is your reasoning for that? Like, what do you like? What do you say to that? You know, and so many people will tend to throw just like a bunch of like philosophy at it and a bunch of like maybe religion at it and a bunch of like, you know, um, I think when we speak, I, I, I'm going to try not to go off tangent, but I think when we speak of healing, um, you know, of course, it's it's our quick fix. OK, so, you know, uh, meditate. Uh um, uh, practice gratitude, wake up and thank the universe or thank your higher power, do all of these things. And, you know, that's not what healing looks like. That's not, um, you know, it's not a quick fix. No. So just to bring it back uh, to <laughs> people having to experience pain, it's, it's a no for me. <laughs> like, no, yeah. It's, it's an absolute no, like I do not agree with that. And I do agree that, you know, these things do teach you like certain skills right. and um, anything that any kind of pain I've experienced, it's definitely taught me like um, how to pick up on certain social cues. So I can like spot a manipulator like this. Okay, right. quick, real quick. Um, but then there's also the negative side to that. Sometimes like I'm... Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know if the term is hypersensitive or what it is, but right. it becomes like, oh, well, you're being too nice, so you're being manipulative. And that might not be the case. But yeah. because of what I experienced, I'm already assuming that someone is trying to manipulate me into doing something. But right. then the, the, the good side to that is, you know, I, I'm going to catch your ass before you can, you know, get to me mentally. So... <clears throat> I, I mean, the reason that there's a term for how you exist post-trauma being traumatized because there's a lasting shock and there's, it results in damage emotionally and, and, and mentally. It feels like going through trauma is a lot in itself, but then to have people on the other side of it be like, well, I'm going to condense your identity and being to the fact that you were traumatized and therefore now you're this other person or like this better person or this stronger person that like is more frustrating because the outcomes to trauma have been wildly negative and the outcomes to healing have been wildly positive.
And my strength mm. comes from the fact that I'm healing, not because I was traumatized, but I oh. had strength before. A like word. that didn't just come out of nowhere. I wasn't traumatized and then was strong. I was strong before I got traumatized and I'm healing to, to work through that again. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I do want to ask this question of since we are focusing on healing, because trauma is like huge and large and there's a lot of different aspects that we could be talking about, but we chose to talk about healing. So I want to ask, was there a moment for you that you were like, oh, these things really affect my life that I experienced and I want to figure out how to heal from them? Uh, was there a moment that you remember? Was there a time in your life that felt like a turning point? And, and if so, like, what was it like to begin to actively face your past and your story? Okay, to answer the last question, it was painful to face. Mm -hmm. um, but growing up, um, <clears throat> my mom always thought like that I was like depressed. So I was in therapy when I was younger. And then again, um, but it never really resonated with me. I was like, I don't need this. Um, but it wasn't until I think 20, was it 2016 or 2017? So one of those years, I believe mm -hmm. it was 20, I want to say 2016, like the fall. Um, I really, I, I was in this program and I really started to, um, I really like, I met my depression, um, mm. so to speak. So wow. that's when I really started to become aware of my traumas and um, aware of why I acted in, I acted the way I did and how I wasn't, you know, how I always like, I was always told I was lazy, but then that year I really came to face with my, um, my depression. And I was just like, okay, well, this is, this is what this is. And I thankfully met a lot of people who explained it and they spoke about their experiences. And I was like, wow, like, okay, so maybe I do need to start, um, start looking for help. Maybe I do need to start working on myself and building myself. And I think that was also, um, my step into adulthood um just you know I think that was my first act of becoming an adult um that I can place you know trying to heal um or not even so I wasn't no let me correct that I wasn't trying to heal at this point I was trying to figure things out so I was trying to um you know discover like okay what is the source where is this coming from um I started to ask questions and then it wasn't until um I, I started going to therapy I think 2018 um or no, I think it was a uh, summer 2017. I actually started therapy one of those years. Um, but then like, I really started to, I started to notice like my therapy sessions, like they were literally just me talking through, through my problems. You know, like the more I spoke, like my therapist barely said um, anything, honestly, but the more I spoke, the more I found the root of each problem I was having or each hardship I was facing or, you know, the root of my trauma. And that's when I started to begin to work through it. And it's been, a, it's been, um, it's been a long time coming because there's times where, you know, like my mental health just doesn't allow me to do anything for myself. And, you know, healing is one of those things that it won't allow me to do because I'm so stuck. Um, and it's just like, it's a process. It's not, you know, of course, back then I thought like, you know, um, I'm going to therapy. I'm going to be good in six months. Like I'm going to figure all of this out in six months. I'm good. But now the older I get, I'm like, maybe therapy is going to be um, a lengthier thing. 
clearly mm. it has been because it's been years but um maybe it's going to be over the course of my adulthood you know there is a, there was a part of me especially in the beginning speaking back to this like question about like what was it like first facing yourself or i felt like i wanted a speed run to answers i'm very like objective based and so like my objective to figure out my past becomes like a project of itself and i want to mm -hmm. like oh, I want to like put all the pieces together and remember as much as I can and investigate myself as much as I can, like nonstop and all at once. And I think what ends up happening is I start hitting the ground running and I'm running fast to a wall instead of like taking breaks. And then that ends up being my demise. What I end up learning over time was like your mind or whatever will allow you access to parts of you over time as it is safe enough, as you feel safe enough and prepared enough to remember things or to put connections together. And sometimes it doesn't take like figuring it out intellectually and it takes like learning and moving through it emotionally and spiritually and mentally and intellectually because there was a time where there was a disconnect between what I knew intellectually and what I could feel through healing I'm learning that a lot of my trauma and like the things that I think are disconnected from them have been showing up in my life in the way that I feel when things go wrong. Uh, because when I was a child and I, and I experienced childhood trauma that made me feel so out of control and unsafe, whenever that feeling comes up, even if it doesn't directly correlate, it triggers this feeling in me that feels like I'm in danger. I always thought, well, I survived those things. So clearly they aren't big deals to me. But even if I've survived it, like what parts of me suffered? What parts of me are still like working through that or operating from that space? And so for me, sometimes things feel like they're the end of the world and I'm about to die, even when that's not necessarily true because there are parts of me that haven't really healed from that or faced that. And it was more true then than it is now. And I think for me, healing is learning the parts of me that have perpetually been ready to be hurt. When you were younger and you were experiencing these traumatic events, um, is that how it felt? Did it feel like the world was over? I think it shaped this thing in me that felt like I was always having to survive. I'm supposed to like watch my back at all times and be prepared for when people harm me. And honestly, it, it's not just, you know, my childhood specifically. Um, mm. And whether that's like parts of my identity or ex personal experiences I've had with romance or family, they all have made <clears throat> me feel like I am perpetually unsafe and always have to be on guard. Kind of the acknowledgement that for a very long time I was operating in a, in a way that was on, on defense. It's natural for that to happen. Um, I see that a lot in the work that I do, you know, um, uh, most of the kids that I work with are always on defense mode like yeah. always. And you see that there's certain things that they experience that maybe they don't speak on, you know, um, and they're still very young and they have these, these coping mechanisms that can potentially be become very harmful in adulthood. And, you know, um, it ranges from like, I had 
um, um, just working with someone who slept under their bed, mm -hmm. um, which was clearly, clearly a trauma response. Um, didn't trust staff of the opposite gender. You know, like it, it was all a trauma response. And, you know, even with the, the, I work in a different facility now, but with the kids that I work with, you know, um, it's, it's more so violence is their trauma response. And, you yeah. know, when you grow up in a, a violent upbringing, you know, that's when the, the flight fight or flight, fright or run or whatever, you know, that concept um, comes into play um, or freeze. There we go. Yeah. Fight, flight, or freeze yeah. um, comes into play because, you know, you're doing this thing. Like, I've had, um, you just be like, yo, why are you standing up like that? And you just literally getting up out your seat. Why are you standing up like that? And they get really defensive, like they want to fight because yeah. that's uh, something traumatic that they've experienced. And it's, you know, in the moment, it's like, damn, like, why are you reacting like that? But then when you really sit and you, think about why their reaction was what it was it's like what have you been through yeah. what have you not healed from what have you experienced and I think it's you know you're acknowledging these things um about yourself and how you respond to certain um scenarios and certain people and certain situations um and it's natural for that to be the response, but it's also very important to acknowledge it. Because once you acknowledge it, that's how you can, that's how you can begin to work through it. Yeah, I think also like, I think some people tend to shy away from this healing process because a lot of the work comes from revisiting pain, but also like grieving. I think grief is such a huge step in in healing. Like, there's so much grief of loss for me personally like I just I know that like some of my traumas have like led me to grieve over time lost time that I felt was lost or like for past versions of myself that like the hypothetical the whole hypothetical well if what if who would I be like if if that never happened how much of what's left of me is something I recognize what parts of me have to be repressed or put away to survive. Uh, and now that I'm trying to convince myself that I'm fully out of it, that I'm fully safe, even the things that happened in recent, like I talked about childhood trauma, but shifting gears a little bit, you know, things that happened to me in my adulthood, I have to sometimes when I feel really triggered or like anxious about them, I have to remember that I'm not in those situations anymore, that I am safe, that certain people don't have power over me anymore. And it's, it's hard to like deal with that reality of doing the work or even going to therapy or whatever that looks like for people. And it isn't like a fast track to healing. There's, there's mm -hmm. a lot of like effort and work. And so I, yeah, I just want to talk about what is something about the realities of work, of doing the work that you feel um, kind of get lost in the nuance of this conversation? Um, just the, it really goes back to exactly what you were saying. Like healing isn't linear. I think what a lot of people believe is just like, okay, well, now I know I need that. Now I know there's something I need to heal from. And now I know, um, that I need to fix it in order to, you know, become productive in this aspect of my life or in order for this relationship to flourish. Um, 
so yeah that like that's it like I'm good like I know it needs to be fixed and it's that that's that's really a misconception of it but what it really becomes is okay well there's this this issue that happened and the way I reacted is completely uncalled for um why is that why did I be like you ever like reflect after something happened and you're just like why did I react like that yeah and I think I think that's um when it comes to healing that's a huge thing it's just like well why did I react to that situation in that way like and another question that comes with that is where has this shown up in my life before mm. um and I think yeah. that's a huge part of healing is just like where has it shown up before um yes. and how did I handle that situation a lot of the things that you've experienced is really just like going into them and dissecting them yeah. like okay well you know this is it's getting to the root of the problem is a lot harder than people make it seem you know mm. you see all these spiritual um people on social media and things like that and a lot of them are pretty diligent and honest about like the work and things like that but a lot of the time it's very superficial they'll mm. uh put like a 30 uh 30 day challenge or a, a checklist up um yeah have you done have you done wbfz all of these things today to make sure that you're good and it, it goes a lot deeper than that yeah. it goes a lot deeper than that like you can make sure you drink water you can make sure you you took your breaths you can make sure you were practicing being mindful you can make sure you meditated but that is all for me that is it helps. It does. So I don't want to, you know, be taken out of context, but that is all like the superficial, that's the face of healing. Um, but the real root work is again, going back into those traumatic events, going back into, um, how those traumatic events have shown up again in your life. That is really, um, where people tend to get lost and people tend to avoid. And that's where you, you, um, you start to see that when a lot of people are just like, yeah, like I'm good and I think they've healed from something they really haven't. Um, yeah. And I can say that because I'm speaking for myself um, mm. and I know other people who have experienced that as well. Um, you know, it, it uh, something as simple as like a, a breakup, like, oh, yeah, I'm over that person. I'm good. But as soon as they write in me, I'm writing their ass back. <laughs> that is, you know, it could be something as simple as that. And it's just like, you know, if you still like for something like a breakup, if you're still getting the, the, that rush of emotions, that rush of feelings, when you experience this person, then you're not truly healed from it. Mm. No, I, I absolutely, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think there are people who like, promise having a roadmap to healing and if we can acknowledge that healing isn't linear then we also should acknowledge that there's no blueprint to how to heal there are ways to share the tools that help you heal or through your process and people can adapt those tools and use them for themselves but you have to like be able to use them and you have to be able to to hone them over time and that's a skill and i think a lot of the times you know not only is healing not linear, but trauma necessarily isn't linear. And so mm -hmm. I like to think of the fact that my trauma isn't like separate quadrants of myself, that they have all created this like tangled up ball. And what I do when I'm doing the work or in therapy is metaphorically untangling that and trying to see where the strands are connected, trying to see where the knots are. And like allowing healing to be a living, breathing thing, the same way that trauma has been living and breathing within me is helpful. We talked a little bit about like 
like these misconceptions about healing or what we think healing is versus what some people claim healing is but like how do you know that for yourself it is you're showing up for yourself and you are moving through life in a way that is has healing prioritized um it can really be just me being confident in doing something um you know uh like one example I would say is, you know, I was always bullied for being like fat as a kid. And I think one way um, to a point where I was traumatizing. Um, So I think one way that I know that I've healed from that is I will, what I wear, like I will go outside in a crop top quick now. A few years ago, like I used to wear sweaters, like, you know, uh, you know, I used to wear sweaters in the summer. Okay, like it was ridiculous, you know, like I used to wear things that would like cover every single part of my body. And because I was so traumatized from being bullied so bad um, that it's just like I hated every fiber of my being. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it still hurts a little bit to say that. Um, And I don't think that's because I'm not healed. I think it's because well, how did I get to a point where I hated myself so badly, you know, and um, how I know that I've, how I know that I've healed from it is, um, again, what I wear, like, I will go outside wearing anything because I'm confident in whom I'm being, and I love, I love me from my hair follicles to my toenails, like Jill Scott said, like, I love me, and it took me a while to heal through everything that I've went through um, and everything that I've experienced in order to come to that point. So I think one is confidence. Um, two would be when things no longer affect you. Like there are things that happen now that um, I have no reaction to yeah. at all. And a few years ago, or maybe even a couple months ago, like I would have went off. I would have had like my own moment or had an anxiety attack or would have had to go, you know, sit in the, you know, my thing was laying down in the tub because it was a cold surrounding when I was having anxiety. Like Mm. there's no longer a need for any of those things in my life. So now I know that I've healed through certain aspects of things that I've went through. I think also like identifying parts of you that are healed or healing is like knowing when something affects you and knowing how that how your reaction is different than like how you would react in the past. Like sort of you touched on that. I think I have gotten tripped up on like, oh, well, why does that bother me? It shouldn't bother me. But I also know how I deal with it is way different and I don't internalize it and I can see it for what it is and I can react differently. And I think for me that also um, shows me like, oh, wow, like that is really something that I'm, I've worked through or I'm working through or like I am not at the same place I was a week ago or a year ago or do you ever feel like what is what is all this work for to be a better person like do you ever feel like there's this temptation of like something happens and you're like it is so easier it is so much easier for me to right now to turn around and be the villain in the situation and fully like be destructive like I can absolutely do it but like does that ever come up where you're like oh what is this all for or has it in the past? It doesn't necessarily need to be now. I'm not saying I'm fully going on villainy now. But. Absolutely. There are so many situations where I want to choose violence. 
<laughs> so many. And sometimes I do. Sometimes yeah. I do. And I think it's a part of being human. Like we're not going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, and of course they always tell us like, oh, you know, being vindictive is not a good trade. And there are a lot of times where people are like, oh, karma is real and um God doesn't like ugly and you know what's done to you or what people do to you will be done to them. And it's just like I don't have time for that. I want to do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to do it. <laughs> you know, karma does its own thing. All of that does its own thing. I want to do it because right. you know it's that that um that that uh that instant gratification a lot of times I get caught up in the world of instant gratification and I'm speaking as if you know I'm always getting people back but I don't more often than not um most of the time I'll you know sprinkle a little petty on it um be a little petty um but I won't be harmful but there are times where the thought does come into my head that I do want to be harmful and I think you know a lot of people may not want to admit that and sometimes I may Mm. not want to admit that because I want to be perceived as this person but at the end of the day I'm a human being and human beings have emotions and when someone does something to us sometimes you want to do it back or make them feel the way that we felt um and I think a part of healing is you know even a a healed person can have those feelings of wanting to get something back like you know, I don't care what anyone says, you know, but I think a huge part of healing is more often than not letting it do its own thing. Like that's how you're going to decide to act. Then I'm just going to let you act that way and whatever. But yeah, I think for me, like, it's like, there's, there needs to be like admitting to yourself those parts of you, because like, I mean, the whole point of why it's difficult to break cycles or to break things that are generational or to even break things that are personal is that there is this desire to continue to admit that like oh I'm affected by this and I do want to retaliate or I'm affected by this and I know there's a side of there's like a part of me that wants to like make sure they they're hurting because they hurt me that moment of admitting that at least to yourself if no one else maybe a therapist if you speak to someone professionally is important because it's also this acknowledgement that you are no longer interested in continuing that cycle or being a part of that narrative. And that is also huge. I don't find it fruitful for me to pretend that I don't have this urge to retaliate sometimes when people really, really harm me. But it's Mm -hmm. also in that acknowledgement that that exists and I don't do it that like speaks to my uh, as evidence to myself that like, oh yeah, like I am moving forward, even if this other person who continues to do that harm is it. And like, it doesn't feel great to take the high roll all the time or like special to take the high roll sometimes. It's literally like grading at times. How do you deal with people who aren't interested in healing that affect you? Like people who are in your life who are either not interested in healing for themselves or not interested in healing with you or maybe even go out of their way to be detrimental to your healing cut them off cut them off no but i think um it comes to a point where you have to distance yourself self from them like mm-hmm. if you're around someone who isn't healed and you're in the process of healing um and you realize like they're not taking the necessary steps to uh heal but you're also not taking the necessary steps to heal um you're just not meant 
to be in each other's space in that moment. You know, maybe for some time, you just need to be apart um, because mm. of course it's a cliche, but hurt people hurt people. So, you know, there may be a, a point where you are in a relationship or a friendship or you're coexisting with that person in a sense and you're not healthy for each other. That doesn't mean you're bad people. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be friends ever again. Um, I just think, or, you know, um, it, it's just, it's counterintuitive to um, mm. be around a person who is, you know, they're trying to heal through things and you're trying to heal through things or you're trying to heal through things and they're not trying to heal. And I don't want anyone to like, take it out of context I don't mean that like two people who are healing shouldn't be in each other's lives that's mm. not what I mean not at all but I feel like um you you would definitely need to distance yourself from that person and really fo bring the focus back to yourself yeah. because you can't force anyone to heal you can't force anyone to healing is such healing is rough you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. people know before they even get into it. Sometimes people know that. Sometimes people know that they're going to have to see the ugliest side of themselves mm -hmm. before they can heal. They they have to get raw and they have to get down and dirty. They Sometimes they witness other people doing, they're just like, I'm not ready for that. And, yeah. you know, you can't force anyone to be in that space. They, they have to come up come around to it because you know imagine someone trying to force you into be in that space if I was told in high school that I had to heal from stuff I don't like what are you talking about yeah like, like what's, you know what's like, wrong with me yeah like even outside of high school after graduating like if I was told these things I don't think I would have been in the space to be ready to do it and I truly believe that everything is everything within divine timing you know um yeah. maybe there's a, a couple skills you've built you know, you know, you knew you needed to heal three years ago, but there's a couple of skills you've built within those three years that now you're better equipped to heal mm. now. Um, and to bring it back to your question, um, I hope I answered your question. Um, I really don't remember anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like, no, but I, I love where, where I agree. I think that there is a, a level of, of needing to be ready to face it. And some people truly just don't feel ready and mm -hmm. there needs to, it's like painful, but there, there is a level of acceptance and whether that is like, whether that looks like, okay, we can't be in each other's lives anymore, or we need to be a little bit more distant, or there needs to be new boundaries set up. Mm -hmm. There is this level of needing to accept that some people just like are not ready to heal and you can't make them be ready. And if that means you have to move differently with them, then maybe that sucks because a huge thing for me is like it is kind of disappointing when people don't want to go on a journey with me or heal mm -hmm. together or heal so that we can be better uh because of the way the way that their trauma um responses uh manifest is like super damaging for me so like it's it sucks when you bring that up to people and they're like not interested in investing in themselves but also like knowing that that's between them and themselves and mm -hmm. and maybe acceptance of that is backing away from that but it is a version of acceptance i think if it comes from a place of punishment that is when it's not as effective because you have to understand like you're accepting that that person is that way without necessarily allowing them in and those are two very different things but they can exist at the same time which i don't know it's definitely been a journey for me i think uh, people say this a lot, but the more you heal, the more 
people that aren't interested in healing, you seem to lose, quote unquote, but it's not necessarily losing people. You just are now developing more healthy habits and boundaries and behaviors that no longer coexist with the people who aren't investing in that. Um, we talked a lot about like the difficulties of healing. And I think that's so important. And I think that's why I wanted to, to start there, but I kind of want to end on a note of like, well, then if it's so difficult, you know, what is healing for? Why invest in healing? Um, I think it's a, it's one of the kindest things you can do for yourself. The most mm. important things you can do for yourself. Um, you deserve peace. Mm. And if you can do anything in your power to attain that peace, then get to it. Um, I think, again, it goes back to one of your beginning questions, like, you know, the experiencing hardship or trauma in order to build character, you know, character development and stuff like that. Like, that's cool. That's done. But you deserve, I think you should want the world for yourself. And I think healing is one of the first steps in attaining that. So, you know, um, it's a gift to yourself. And I think um, one of the most important things for me within these past few months is self. Mm. Um, we always do so much for other people. And this is something that you can do for yourself. You have full control of doing it for yourself. I, I agree with that a lot, like wholeheartedly. It really speaks to my soul. It's very much like about caring for yourself and showing kindness to yourself. And, and really like that investment is so important because at the end of the day, like that is, you know, what you have is you. And if you're not caring for that, then, you know, you don't have anything to base it on. And honestly, like also there's this moment, and I don't think we talked about this, uh, but I do want to address it. Like there's this moment where you have to take ownership over yourself, right? Like I can acknowledge that my childhood trauma was devastating as a child and has had lasting effects, but I have ownership over my emotional being now. I have ownership over my mental state. I am in charge of whether or not I heal. And so investing in myself and my healing is so important to me because it's proving if, okay, real, real um, honest moment, like if I am saying to myself, I deserved better than what I got as a child, than what I got in certain relationships, than what I got in certain friendships, then I have to show up for myself and give myself better mm -hmm. and create better and invest in better relationships and, and conversations with myself and memories that I will look back on and thank myself for creating. I've had bad ones. I've had bad relationships and friendships and homes and memories. And if I deserve better, I, I want to invest in being better for myself, um, doing better for myself, healing more for myself. And like I said earlier, I don't think trauma gives us the things that make us great. I think it is through healing from traumas, healing yourself in general that warrants introspection. It's like 
similar to the spirituality and meditation, healing is about turning inward and finding answers and mm -hmm. investigating where harm has had effects and trusting yourself to rebuild those things on your own, trusting others to not come in and cause more harm. Healing is about coming home. There is a you that has been waiting all along and you're just getting back to them. You're returning to them. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to be who you were because you've always been who you are and sometimes suppressing parts of you kept you safe. You're safe now. I'm mm -hmm. safe now. I can return to the parts of me that were loving and caring and optimistic and diplomatic. I can bring them to the surface again because mm -hmm. I don't have to suppress them to survive. So with that all being said, I know this was such a whirlwind of conversation and this is like our second chance at a conversation and I don't know what this episode is going to sound like uh, but I do know that I am very grateful for this conversation and I'm so glad that you're here and that we talked through that and knowing that this is just the beginning of a conversation about healing just like healing never stops uh, this conversation doesn't end here but you know it's kind of where we're at so thank you so much mm -hmm. for joining me and for trusting me and for going on whatever this was. Uh, anyone listening, thank you for listening. Uh, this is episode eight of The Holding Space. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.